Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Dale. And this is the Hype Night Podcast. Now, Hype Night with Mel and Dale is a live show that we do weekly on Wednesday nights in downtown Toronto. And people started letting us know that they were listening to it as a podcast. So we're making it into a podcast. And you are listening to it right now. As a podcast. Yay! Sometimes we talk over each other. Listen, get over it. You can watch it live or you can listen to it here. That's right. Sometimes we reference visual things that are happening on the show. Use your imagination or visit our Facebook Live page and check us out live. Hey! Ho! Hey! Ho! We're back. Yeah, it's been a few weeks. We're back. Yeah. Back in the hype. Yeah. And you would think, oh my gosh, we've been away for so long. It must be spring by the time they come back. No, it's like ice rain outside. You'd be wrong. You'd be wrong. Ice rain. Yeah. You know, no big deal. No big yeah. deal. Oh, welcome to Hype Night. Welcome to Hype Night. Yay. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. yeah. I'm Mel. I'm Dale. Uh, if you've been here before, welcome back. Yeah, if you've never been here before, then welcome. Yes. You know what? This is a really great show that brings positivity while we hype the heck out of an amazing woman every week. Our list is long. We have so many women to hype. Today is no exception. That's right. And we're going to continue forever. Forever and ever and ever. And she says like this. Beyond. Maybe we'll see. Maybe all the platforms we're on will no longer exist, but we'll still be here. That's so, a promise. So... Follow us around, please. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Uh, maybe you're joining us. Uh, maybe you're watching us on Amazon Prime. That if you're in the US or the UK, hello. Hello. Um, you could be watching us on Highball TV, which is an awesome streaming service with a whole bunch of awesome independent um, material yeah. on there. So go and watch it. Yeah. Thanks for watching us here if you are. Maybe you're listening to us on yeah. Podbean. Yeah, because so many of you are saying, I listen to it as a podcast. Well, guess what? Now it's a podcast and it will be on iTunes very shortly. We give you what you want on Hype Night. You know it. So don't complain afterward that we didn't. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Actually, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear do, it. I do want to hear it. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, um, Patreon. And if you want to go in there and give us a little bit of love in the in the shape and form of dollar bills, you're welcome to do that in that place. If you like. If you like. I'm making, you know, for those of you listening on Podbean, I'm making a classic money sign. Yeah, it's like... It's, it's like kind of like the money, dollar dollar bills. Remember y'all. that like rain? Ma- when you did this oh, when you when like you rain. yeah, when you like yeah, when you when you were a kid and yeah. you did all those fun sound effects. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh so my gosh. usually we start by giving each other a little bit of hype. Yeah. Well, why don't we do that, Joe? Um. This is the hype I'm going to give you this week. Okay. Go for it. I'm We've ready. been crazy town busy. Yeah. And we've had there's been a little bit of gap since our last episode, and we've been so busy. And here's what I know. Tell me. You're so consistent and wonderful to work with that I know that even though I haven't heard from you, yes, and you haven't heard from me, everything's getting done. Well, that's nice. And I have to say, I was like, it's just really relieving to be like, Melissa's on doing her thing. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, I feel the same I know way. you're very busy doing a whole bunch of wonderful things. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. likewise. So yeah. it's nice. Uh, well, and it's funny because I, I, I had totally forgotten to do something. And then I woke up and I was like, oh man, I told Dale I was going to do that thing. So I texted you right away and you were so lovely about it. Oh yeah, because I was behind the eight ball of what I was doing too. <laughs> it's like, oh my, yeah. But funnily enough, we're here. We're here. We made it. Yes. Thanks, Dale. That was really nice. Well, of course. Dale, the hype I'm going to give you this week is you are very savvy. I've been trying to think of the word for how much knowledge you have. Okay. And I'm going to say savvy. All right. Like, 
something will happen and a deal will be like, and so like I saw this clue and then I saw this clue and I was like, oh man, if this other thing exists, then I know what this is. <laughs> and I'm like, how did you even know that? How do you have the knowledge to like know that like three symptoms equal this like they I don't you're very you know a lot of things thank you I have a good retention for useless facts that sometimes come in to help me later but I would say that some they're not all useless like they're not very useful until you need it well thank you I feel like you're very knowledgeable and useful and savvy thank you you're welcome I get a lot of that from my dad well hype to your dad hype to Roger because you know Way to go. He's a renaissance man. <laughs> renaissance man. Roger. Renaissance mechanic. Right. Roger. He is. Everything you've ever told me about your dad is yeah. like, he's really... Yeah. Yeah. He likes to learn. learn. Yeah. Yeah. Hype to my dad. Hype to Roger <laughs> Boyer. <laughs> and thank you, Brian, saying I am savvy. Yeah, thanks. Everybody. Right? Yeah, I'll you take are. it. I'm very I'll savvy. Like I want sure. you on my team all the time. I'm always on your team. Like if I'm doing a, a like a, an amazing race type thing, I want you on my team. If I'm like producing a show, I want you on my team. If I'm like if I'm if it's the apocalypse and I have to figure and we have to like find food, no. and we have to figure out how to survive. I want you on my team. You don't want me. On. Look at this weekly arm, <laughs> weekly weekly no. arm. You have to take this hype. I will. I uh, want you on my I'll, team. I'll take it, but you need to protect. To me because I can't stay Listen, alive. We've talked about this on another show, <laughs> on a previous show. I have like a wrestler's endomorph body, whatever it's called. I have that body. I'm stocky and I'm gonna be able to survive <laughs> certain things. So I will protect you physically and, as much as I can. And I'm the kind of person who runs and then ankle gives out. <laughs> it, just, it just gives out because I'm not live and that's okay because uh, I can I'm I live. can survive things. That's what I'm going to say. Not to denigrate people who are alive. No, I'm like Because really, I'm envious, if I'm being honest. But I can go a long time without eating. Really? Yeah. Wow, I can't. I can. Well, then we'd be perfect in the apocalypse together. We're a team. We're a team. <laughs> team apocalypse. Yes. All right. Yes. Oh, okay. my gosh. This week. This week. is really exciting. It is. Uh, I've actually, um, our guest this week has been on our list since we first conceived of this show. That's true. We, she was one of the first people that I put on the list. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really thrilled that she's able to be here today. Yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little nervous because I think this person's a bit amazing. So <sighs> yeah, I'm just I mean, being honest. God. But I'm just going to And also that. like, she's uh, like delightful. Yeah. So it's really like, nice. yeah. So yeah. it's kind of, it's a good combo. Let's do okay, it. Okay, let's do it. So tonight's guest here on the hype is Anushri Roy. Do do do. Yeah, get a little shimmy in. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Welcome. You're singing along to the music, Jill. I like it. You're our second guest who got the chair move. And and I was just really happy to bring that. Thank you. So there's appreciate And how do you feel about did you did you like it? I really loved it. Okay, great. And I also feel tall. Oh good. Yeah. Feel tall. You feel tall. You're tall Listen, in my eyes. You're tall. You're tall. You've always you're... been tall in my eyes. Thank you. I'll take it. Yeah, well, yeah. Thank it's you. true. It's true. <laughs> um, Anushri, you have chosen to have the delightful drink of coconut water. Yes. 
coconut water. I went with uh, I went with the Grace brand because I really like the Grace brand. They are not a sponsor of the show. Should they want to be, please feel free to get in touch with us. They're welcome to get in touch. But we, I love. They have really good uh, jerk sauce. They have really good uh, Matt, who's on the other side of the camera, really likes their peanut drink. I don't like peanut drink, but he loves it. I'm gonna go uh, and get some like right peanut now. Peanut drink, yeah. Yes. Apparently, it's delicious, and I believe I believe that to be true. Uh, I like Grace. So I, I love coconut water. Yeah, I live for coconut water. Oh my god, amazing! And one can does three martini glasses. I put it in martini glasses because you're glamorous, Nishri. You know, you. you're like you have you have a real panache about you, and I felt like we needed to do it upright. Thank you, you're I appreciate welcome. it, and I love the color. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty, like a subdued. And I hope you like this you this this Here brand. Go, I don't know a lot about coconut water, so I went. I just kind of took a chance. I love it, and it's filled with electrolytes. Steady, right? This is beautiful. Yay. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Mmm. Oh my god, that's music. that's really good. Coconut water's the greatest. Oh my. I'm telling you. That's all you're going to drink now. It's really good. I feel like I tasted a coconut water once that I didn't like, but it didn't taste like this. A lot of them have a lot of sugar in them. Maybe that's what it was. And they're like really uh, saccharine too much. Yeah. So you chose a really... You chose well. Oh, good. I'm glad. You chose well. well. Thanks, Grace. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Sponsor the show. Yeah. Get on it. Get on it. Sans gluten. Sans gluten. (laughs) Sans more azucar. We'll use all the languages Avec electrolytes. (laughs) Avec electrolytes. Not concentrate. Not potassium. (laughs) No pulp. I think that's good, too, because I don't know if I'd... No, I like to chew it. Do you? Yeah, I like this. I mean, pulp. I think if I was, yeah. if it was a real coconut, I might. No, but that's, that's how I feel is, about orange orange pulp, though. I no. love orange. pulp. Do you like orange yes. pulp in your drink? No, I don't know. No, I don't like that at the at the top of the glass. This is a really nitpicky <laughs> thing, but then it's all fuzzy <laughs> at the top of the glass. I don't like it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, then it feels like real oranges, but in juice form. Yeah, I like a freshly squeezed. If it's freshly squeezed, I like the pulp. What about the one that says now even more pulp? Because <laughs> there's that one now. The like extra pulp. Yeah. Why did you put more pulp in it? It's really that, Or why did you choose not to put all the pulp the first time? That's what I want. I think it's because it comes from different oranges. <laughs> That's the thing that bothers me. It bothers me that the juice is one orange and the pulp is from another orange. Really? Yeah. yeah that's Why? also How do like, you know? It's like what bothers me about like, She's let's sad-y. get real, about like ground beef. <laughs> Like, where you look at ground beef and you're like, oh, that's probably like 200 cows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like, a lot. Can't do that. Yeah. That's too many cows that's in one spot. too many cows in one spot. <laughs> like, <laughs> it doesn't make, it's not physics doesn't make, make it possible. No, I want one cow in one spot. I haven't had a cow in 20 years, but still. If you were to have cow. If you were to have a cow. Yeah. Just one cow. Yeah. Then you can't commit one. to more than one cow. No, no, no. That's More it. chicken nuggets. Too much mooing in one go. Well, chicken nuggets. Is, that's like 200 chickens All the chickens in a nugget. Yeah, is it yeah. even real? They should though? really, they should really advertise it that way. All the chickens, all the chickens <laughs> in one nugget. Sponsor the show. <laughs> Chicken nuggets. I don't think it is. I don't think it is real. Anyway, I think it depends where you get them. No multiple cows. No. No. Just um, one cow. Oh my gosh! Oh, I can't do that because it's copyrighted. Okay. Just one cow. <laughs> no. Best part of your day. Down. Best part of your day. Yeah, best part of your day. Best part of my day today. Yeah. I had a really good meeting with two different producers about a TV show that I wrote. Yes. So I'm pitching yes. it now. And That's it was great. Really, That's really good. And nice. I I enjoyed that it was very authentic. I was 100% myself, spoke a lot about diversity and inclusion and great. color and felt good. Felt awesome. Grounded and yeah. Oh, I love it. Very happy. That's a love wonderful it. best part Thank of your you. day. That's yeah. a really That's so good, good. part. And this is yeah. like the best part, point 2.0. Hey, I'll like take it. Cap it. 
We're happy. Of the day. Happy to be the two point oh. With coconut water. With mm-hmm. coconut water, yeah. yeah. Did you already? Oh my god, this is impressive. Yeah, this is. Coming. We have lots of cans. We have lots of cans. <laughs> I'm gonna keep my eye open on it. Coconut water cans. That is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Best part of my day. Yeah. Dale? Um. You know, I'm gonna say the best part of my day is I got to do some punch ups on a script today. Great. That's awesome. And I love doing that. And I love. I don't know. There's the opportunity of it with the freedom of not having structure, the not having to worry about like bones of something. Um, I love writing structure and bones and stuff like that as too. But to to be able to just kind of do punch ups and just work on laughs, straight Content, laughs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just great. Little running jokes and things. I was having a wonderful time, That's and nice. I stood. How do you mean? Like it was like a workstation that I got to oh, stand yeah, a standing at. Standing station. Was it like a? Was it like a little? It was like a lo- that... high table. Wow, I've never and worked in one of those. It was really, really nice. Your feet weren't hurting in the end. No, I, I found myself leaning on the table quite a bit, but I really did like it. Interesting. It felt good. Uh, have you ever seen on the show episodes? Have you ever seen episodes? The television show yes. episodes. There's that agent on episodes who has a treadmill um, oh, desk, yeah, that's right. and then and then like partway through the oh, season, she's like no longer has the treadmill desk and she has like a bandage on her head because she like no? <laughs> fell off the desk yeah I love that it's yeah. a good gag oh my god yeah I yeah. feel I, I don't know I kind of feel like I want to stand you could more. get one of those I'm very interested in those ones that are um, that are convertible so like you can sit and you can stand depending on what you feel I feel like that would be good because yeah. you can keep working and then you can Pull stand for a while yeah, yeah. I, like, I liked it I, I like options. freeing I don't know Great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Never done it before. Sounds good. Yeah. Best part of my day was I got invited to go talk to some high school students mm-hmm. uh, in Newmarket who mm-hmm. are in a directing class, like a drama class, uh-huh. le- like learning how to be directors or learning about the mechanisms of directing. And there, there's 12 students. 11 of them are uh, women and one is a man. Which was cool, yeah, uh, really cool, and um, <clears throat> and I didn't really know what they were going. To, I sort of left it really loose. I went yeah. in and sort of let them ask questions, yeah. and it was really cool. Like they were all very, um, they were all sort of like open. They they're like open to lots of different things. They weren't sure what they wanted out of life, but they were mm-hmm. were using theater to try and sort of get there and figure mm-hmm. it out. And it was mm-hmm. really inspiring. Yeah, I feel like I was probably I was more inspired by them than I all, think they all were. Of them were directors. Well, they're learning. They're in a class where they learn how to direct. Wow. Um, and then it's they, a really cool program. It's, it's like a, great a whole program. arts program. It's a whole arts school. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. And then I so I talked about theater directing and creation, and then I talked about you know TV and film direction a bit. And then uh, Matt and I are going to do like a film workshop with them. Wow! Which is, like, making look at that. Stuff, which is really cool. And the, yeah, the teacher, their teacher, Stephanie Coleman, hype to Stephanie Coleman. Yeah, because she's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, that was the Good. best part of my day. Hype. That sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah. Hype Stephanie. Hype Stephanie. Yeah. Well, she might be Stephanie Eason now. Oh yeah, I guess. Sure. Which what, she, she goes by Coleman Ms. at Coleman the school. Is yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Yep. We all take a sip. Um. This is so good. I know. So good. I'm gonna to I'm gonna lay out the hype rules. Okay. Here. So um, we're gonna get into a bunch of stuff here of how awesome and amazing and wonderful you are. Okay. So um, about like take your praise. You know, we're gonna give you lots of compliments. So take your praise. Um, second, if we get anything wrong, please let us know mm-hmm. and correct us immediately mm-hmm. um, because sometimes we do. And finally, um, if there's anyone like Stephanie Coleman that we want to hype, just let's hype people as we go along okay. and hype everybody as we go along. Okay. I am really excited that you're here because I think you're pretty amazing. And then reading about you, because Melissa knows you better than I do, reading mm-hmm. about you, I am 
deeply <laughs> and wonderfully inspired. So I just want to start with that. And now it's out in the open and I don't have to worry about that information anymore. <laughs> it's gone now and we're good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember, so we we met, um, I can't remember if we met first in Victoria or if we knew each other from Can Stage first. But we knew each other from Can We knew each other from yeah. Can Stage first. Yes, that's right. So we were in a program at Canadian Stage, which used to be called BASH and mm-hmm. now is the director's program. Oh, oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, they've sort of shifted it. But um, it was a really cool group of people. Yeah. It was like all kinds of theater creators with different focuses. So like some were more writers, some mm-hmm. were more actors, some were more content creators. Mm-hmm. And several of the people that I was in that with have stayed very good mm-hmm. friends in mm-hmm. the in the theater world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will never forget um, being in that a circle talking about, you know, what we were up to mm-hmm. and you saying... Someone said something. We were, you know, talking sort of cynic, a little cynically or mm-hmm. a little bit like, you know, why do you do like there's all these obstacles and do people even come to theater anymore? And, you know, all mm-hmm. these conversations mm-hmm. that, you know, artists and theater makers often have. And I remember you saying, oh, I'm going to change the world. I write plays to change the world and I believe they change the world and that's what I'm doing. And it was so it was so grounded and I was like oh yes she is you are right like there was like no question about it that it was true mm-hmm. and uh that was my first impression of you and uh and you've only continued to solidify and surpass that thank you yeah I love it I yeah. love I love artists that work from that place it's so great yeah. it's so noble it's yeah. so wonderful I feel like I work like that with my comedy <clears throat> yeah like I feel like it I don't know I feel well like why do it do. I feel yeah. yeah if you're if you're actually like what is the actual purpose if you're not doing it to actually make change of some fi- some sort whether in your own writing or your art or people why are you doing it yeah I've yeah. always always asked that question I know in any have, sort of writing have you ever gotten into discussions where people are like no man I just you know I just do it I've gone into a discussion where people have said to me, well, you're still young. Just wait. Oh. Like, oh when you have yeah. real bills to pay. And I'm like, what kind of bills am I paying? Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> like, imaginary bills. What you're paying? bills? <laughs> Who's paying the rent? What do you mean? <laughs> Hello? Yeah. yeah. What do you wow. mean? Yeah. So, yeah, that I've gotten. And I've always just been like, no, I think this is kind of quite real for me right now. Yeah. This feels quite real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Same. So it's diminishing it, too, uh, of like... <clears throat> it's so diminishing to just be like oh yeah yeah tut tut they're there you'll know one day yeah oh you know there's really there are a few ways to really trigger my rage and that's one of them when people are like oh well when you're young like I remember I was having a, a disagreement with someone recently and they said well you're young so you look at the world that way still and I was like no you mean like equitably and like <laughs> through a lens of inclusion no that's not because i'm young that's because i believe in that <laughs> yeah right it's like but it's that's they people like that one it's the, it's the it's the given perception that the the reason you are so is because you're a little bit naive yes yeah it's the naivete right but once it passes then you'll do it for commercial reasons yes i've always maintained this that that if some somebody pitches me something to write commercially i will write it but it, because you writers have to write for p- other people. Oh yes, yeah. But not when you do your own work. The yeah. agenda is completely different. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. And sure. why wouldn't you follow passion in your own work? Like mm-hmm. it, it blows my mind a little bit. This like chasing, chasing this idea of this commercial idea of like what people might want or what people might think. It's like just be have your heart and do your heart and do your work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we've talked a lot on this show about like authenticity 
people can sense authenticity. You think so? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think that, like, yes, there's that, there's the smoke and mirrors and the celebrity culture and the commercial, you know, there is that world. But I think, like, the people who really, I look at something like today I was listening on the drive up to the school, I was listening to this podcast um, with Jordan Peele. And every time I hear Jordan Peele talk, I'm like, yeah, the, you, the reason why that movie is so great and it broke through is because it's so authentically and true and there's a and he Mm -hmm. you know and he stayed true to that throughout the development of that movie and you know had and fought for that vision and and people feel that yeah like i truly feel that that it will win out in the bigger picture I think. I lost I, my mind at the end of that movie. Yeah, I know. I haven't seen it. Eh? Oh, I'm oh, not going to say anything. No, we won't say mind. anything. We won't say anything. Oh, man. I really highly recommend it. Two-thirds of the way in, I was just like, this 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 is so it. my cup of tea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I gotta watch it. Yeah, yeah. you really do. Highly recommend. If yeah. you haven't seen it, highly I, recommend. I wanted to comment on something yeah, you yeah, said, yeah. is one of the things I'm learning the older I'm getting, the more I'm writing for other people versus solely for me, is that you actually have to be willing to walk away if it is not going to be done the way you want it to yeah. be, even if it's money on the table. And it's true. That's not me just saying it. I've practiced it repeatedly. And it, it's, it's work. Yep. Because, you you know, you have other commitments and real bills to pay. And, yes, that's right. Have those to, real bills. Those real bills. <laughs> you have to know that you can actually make a choice and go, this is going to cost me, but I'm going to make it worth the cost because I got to go. Because yeah. Because it's not going to, it'll never align. Because you know? there's a, a friend of ours always says, like, you know, the way it starts, it's rare that something that starts out pro- in a problematic way, that the foundation of it is uh-huh. already compromising. Right. It's rare that that ever gets better. So mm. if it comes to you like that, if you walk it over and the foundation's already starting to crumble, it's not, it's not going to get better. Go. It's, you're just going to keep sinking. <laughs> yeah, get out. Exactly. Get out. Touche. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I get out. Yeah, I, get I agree. Um uh, so you you have you went to York. I did. That was your you got your first degree at York, mm-hmm. and then you got an MFA at, at MA MA mm-hmm. at U of T, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. You. And you were so you came you immigrated here and went right into York, or did you go spend time in high school, high school here? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I came here at seventeen. Then okay. I went to high school. For, I did grade eleven, grade twelve, OAC, classic, classic, classic. yeah, classic. hype to OAC, hype to OAC. Thank you. And then I went to York, and then I did, went to U of T. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you met, so you you were collaborated quite a bit with Thomas Morgan Jones. Yes, I did. Hype Thomas Hype. Morgan Jones Hype and Tom- David DeGroo. And David DeGroo. That was your first company, right? The first company you? together with two of the greatest men and brothers I've ever met. The only reason I went to to do my master's at U of T is to show my nine-year-old self that I wasn't as stupid as they told me that I was so just to prove to my nine-year-old student that failed everything and got an F report card all the time but because the masters actually ended up not serving me in the sense that I didn't follow academia do right. you know what I mean actually yeah, yeah, yeah. not right. that I would have ever done it right so it didn't serve me it was a great the drama center was amazing U of T is amazing but mm-hmm. it didn't lead me in a direction where that's the path I carried on, and I knew that I wouldn't have done it. Right. But it allowed me in avenues like Thomas and David, who are just absolutely incredible. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. interesting that you say that about, about a master's program. I was just listening to this thing about people doing their PhDs. Mm-hmm. And, and dro- dropping out? Yeah, and dropping yes. out, and, and that identity crisis of being going through this like highly educated system and being like, oh, I guess the end is like education or becoming like faculty in a university setting yeah. and then just being like 
no, gotta go. I'm not gonna do that. And what people think about that, it's it's it is made me think differently about people that go on to do more in a master's oh, or PhD and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I've often thought about going back to school to study something else, but I've never considered going to to get get a master's. What would you study? I feel like the times I've wanted to study like critical theory or women's studies or like mm-hmm. history or something that that because I often feel like I don't quite I wish I knew more about those things I mean I guess I could just read about them <laughs> but something about like actually having and I do read about them not to say that I don't I do I I like to read about them a lot that's why I think like having the structure of school would force me to yeah, yeah. retain more and, of it and, and also exams and also yeah how would you know what a curriculum is in a structured way versus taking books out exactly right. yeah Not possible to know right. I've thought about going to film school as well but then I also think that uh, just making movies. I mean, I've sort of crafted my own film school mm-hmm. where I do do a lot of studying about film and I think actually just making movies can also be... Learning on the job. Yeah, which, I, which I've always been... Be- it's always served me better to learn on the job has than it, it has. Yeah. yeah, like I like me a too. certain amount of theory, but I have to either do it or see, actively see it and rep- and replicate it or I, I will not retain it. Mm-hmm. That's my my brain needs doing. I wanted to go uh, back to school and become a dog groomer. That's a real thing. That was a real real thing. You do love dogs. I love dogs. Yeah. I love breeds of dogs. I like dog cuts for different breeds. Yeah, you're very savvy about dogs, too. I thought it would just be something. I was like, you know what? I like using my hands. I like people. And did you do it? No, I didn't. No. My my career ended up kind of stepping up and doing doing what I did, and I didn't have that opportunity to do that. But I did have a moment where I was like, I might do this. Like, I might, yeah. this might be a thing that I do. That'd I might cool. really enjoy it. My parents used to show dogs when I was a kid. Really? Oh, yeah. That. yeah. Right. Like Roger I love, and Lynn. I know. Great Pyrenees. Oh. They're very big dogs. Wow, yeah. 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 Do you have a dog right now? I don't anymore. I did until very recently. Mm-hmm. Not very recently. Last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a greyhound. But I love breeds of dogs. You do? I love You'll the faults of dogs. Like, like the fault in a breed. I love seeing people with their fancy dogs and being like, Throwing shade like, at that's a fault on that dog. I mean, I spent a lot of money on that dog. There's a severe fault. Like, that's a fault in the breeding of that dog. Can you go up and walk up and just tell them that? <laughs> no, like, I would never. No, because people, people, or firstly, you're spending too much on dogs. So there's that. Yeah. Um, if you're buying from, like, real breeders, you don't have to spend but that can you then write it on a card and just hand it out? And, and just be like, F- your dog I. has a big fault. Oh my God, that would be amazing. Shouldn't have the snout is too short. Oh, thank yeah. you. Wow. I love it. Don't do I it. I kind of love it. I know. I love it. Can I be honest? There was a day when like... Dog shade. When I, dog shade. Yeah. Hashtag. Hashtag dog shade. Hashtag dog shade. <laughs> really, this is a boom. You're, you could start a whole thing here. I could. Like you'd be the opposite of the, the dog whisperer. <laughs> you'd be like... Well, it's more about the owners. I, I love all the dogs. The dog shade the dog, Yeah, the dog. I do love all the You love the, the dogs. dogs. You want to throw shade at the but owners. I, I do. I throw shade at the owners for having the dog that they have. This is getting bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> One time, I'll say this about things I thought I would do. Uh, a little while ago, I was getting a facial. And I was feeling like really... And it's been like a really complicated, confusing time in, in my career of like, who am I? I've been having a bit of an existential time and I was getting a facial. And while the woman was like, just like doing such a lovely job, I was like, maybe I could give women facials. Like I had a real moment where I was like, I could massage a woman's face all day. Maybe that's what I should do. <laughs> I actually yeah. really went deep on like... Could this make me happy? Like, <laughs> like 
those moments. As you're observing her fingers. As I'm like, yeah, as like the oils being massaged to my skin. I'm like, that feels nice. What would that feel like to do that? Like I tried to yeah. imagine. Then you thought about my idea and went, maybe that's not my facial. You thought maybe that's not a good idea. <laughs> maybe that's, maybe it's oh, yeah, maybe. Liability. And yeah. Maybe. I had a bad facial once. Anyways. It's a different story. It's a different story. For a different that's time. not a hype story. I've never gotten a facial done, ever. And I'm terrified of dogs. I got bit by a dog. Did you? In the middle of a wedding in India. In the middle of a wedding. In the middle of a wedding, bride, no joke. You can't write this. The, uh, in the sense that it's so crazy. Yes, that yes, you yes. Wouldn't be able to write you're it. like you're not allowed. I don't to mean. Write yeah, it's my story. I was like, wait, wait. You can use it. I'm just. I'm not telling you. I'm just telling you. You're like the central part of the television show I was pitching today. You cannot use it. That was really funny. <laughs> to justify it immediately. <laughs> So I'm at a wedding in India, and the bride is, no joke, walking down to, like, full on. It's about to happen. And the family dog just leaped and clung onto my hand <gasps> right here and would not let go. Oh, my like, God. And it was a tiny, I don't even know, you would know, but probably a fault in that it dog. It was a fault in the dog, for sure. <laughs> it was a head. tiny, like, sausage-looking flat dog. Like a dog? Like, like, like a wiener dog? Literally do not know. Okay. Sure. <laughs> it was a Datsun. Let's say it was a Datsun. <laughs> and it just, like, leaped and just wouldn't... So I kept going like this, which was apparently making it bad. But I didn't know what I was doing, so well, I was no, so you, scared. It's also a wedding. It's also a wedding. And then everybody's looking at me, not her. So then I just wanted it really... Go, so I grabbed... It just went really, really bad. So I tried to... It didn't work. It went in deeper. And then um, it was bad. It was just really bad. Yeah. And then it ended up being... The father of the bride was the only one that was that knew where the closest. I don't. It was just bad, and the father of the bride had to leave with me. And then oh. she, we've never talked. <gasps> what? Oh my goodness! Oh, yes, like I was like, yes, it's, okay, but it's I, not I, your fault that a dog bit you. I know, but I stole the whole show, and I'm an actor, which is like a bad oh. reputation to have anyway. Oh, yeah, I guess. And then I just, That's... we've never. I don't know. I wish her well. Hype if to you're you. watching, hype to you. Hype to you. Yeah, I wish you life. Well. Yeah, we, we we all wish you we well. All wish you well. We're sorry um, that that happened. I like the other side of that story, though. Well, you remember my wedding, don't you? <laughs> Oh, the one where the, where the dog, the dog bit that girl. Yeah, and I'm getting married in four months. So I'm nervous now. I know. I'm like, are you? I'm like, no any dogs? No, near, no dogs. No dogs. Do not bring a dog at my wedding. That's no so dogs. interesting. But oh yeah, gosh. wow. No, that's a crazy then, story. Yeah, no, fuck no. that dog. Get out of here. Yeah, little dogs. Also, Come on. that's a little dog thing. I've never seen a dog do that, but that's crazy. Now you've heard. Now I know. Now it's bite, man. Yeah. You gotta trust, yeah. Trust that you can't trust a dog. I used to be very scared when I was a kid of dogs. My uncle had a big dog. And, uh, and when you're little and a big dog comes at you, and I didn't grow up with pets. Like, we never had a pet in my house. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get used to dogs. So, um, so they, they used to really scare me. I still, I still feel like, I remember being backpacking in Europe with my friend Pam and this huge dog. Like, I remember it in slow motion. Like, I remember we were See? in a park, and I look up, and this dog's like... <sighs> like, I remember yeah. it, like, kicking up dirt and, like, just coming for me. Yeah. And being like, oh, my... God. And, like, being terrified. Yeah. But and then... did it bite you? No, because I got out of... I got out of, And it wasn't really coming for me. Like, it's because I had that you perception. Like it was yeah. coming for you. I felt that. It wasn't coming after me at all. 
Um, so I've gotten, then I lived with a dog for a bit because someone that I was uh, dating had a dog. And so I lived with that dog. It was a large dog. And I got much more used to them. So now I'm a lot more comfortable. The thing but, that people don't realize about dogs yeah. and kids, though, is that dogs understand that they're in a pecking order, right? Yes. So if you have an 80-pound dog and a 40-pound kid who's the same height as that kid, I know everyone's like, my dog is the nicest dog. My dog knows that it's the nicest and it's never going to. And you're like, no, that dog is 40 pounds yeah. on this kid. And this dog knows that it has 40 pounds on this kid. So if really push came to shove, this dog isn't on the bottom of the pecking order. Right. And you need to, like... And it would eat the kid? Well, you have to... I don't know if it's going to eat the kid. <laughs> but, like, you need to... You need I'm to, scared of this. The fear is real. I know. You, you have to respect it. the fact that the dog... That, that a dog <laughs> is still an animal. I'm not God, no, I, don't use it. I mean, use it. Well, no, I mean... You would know about the dog trying to eat you, Listen, so I'm not going to argue with you. I still have my face. <laughs> Thank goodness, right? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Okay. Wow, that was a real tangent, but it, it was really a fun did. one. It went off on dogs. Off on dogs. Off on dogs. That's going to be Dale's new Facebook live show. <laughs> it's my Instagram, off on dogs. I'm like, hashtag off hashtag, on dogs. Hashtag. I'm like, that dog's ears are down. Oh up. That's so good. Please do this. Anyway, um, so... Yes, sorry, that was so <laughs> satisfying. Um, so you've been, okay, so you've been, in terms of being a playwright, you've been in residency at Canadian Stage, Passmarai, Nightwood, Factory Theatre, Blythe Festival. You've really, everywhere. Just a few Is places. there a theatre? There's really not, I can't even. There There's are, quite a few that n- never return my calls. Really? Well, what is wrong with you? <laughs> she is everything. Get on it. You are wasting <laughs> Precious time because she's soon she's gonna have a hit series and you're yeah. not gonna be able to get in touch with her. And all of these theaters have very different mandates. So what are you? What do you want? Yeah, yeah, what exactly. Want? What do you think your mandate exactly. is? Exactly. Hmm? So you, so you've had a lot of so um, your your play. So you, your first piece was Breathlessness. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Piazza happened, mm-hmm. and Piazza like happened. exploded. It was awesome. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so that was at Passmarai, and you won two awards for that um two doras and you that's then we we were on tour together in victoria for piazza Piazza. that's right you were with piazza and i was there with the lupe show and that was a blast so good that was the uno festival is a great festival yes hype uno festival Festival. and we had a really fun time going out and drinking and and i ate thai food Every night. Yeah, yeah. Every night. <laughs> we did. We, well, we kept going to that one, that place, one place, too. Mint. It was really good. Yeah, Mint. Mint. That's Mint. right. With Adam Lazarus. Hype, hype to Adam Lazarus. Lazarus. I know. Love that guy. Love that Adam Lazarus. Um, and then, so you've also, then after that was Letters to My Grandma, mm-hmm. Roshni, and Brothel Number 9. Mm-hmm. And also, like, so every play you've done, though, like, is just, they're all, everyone's like, it's amazing. She's amazing. My life has changed. Like, seriously. Thank you. That's, you write amazing plays. Thank you. God willing. I'm grateful. Yeah. I'm grateful. I've also had the most incredible fortune with collaborators, like Thomas Morgan Jones, David DeGroo, Andy McKim. Yes. Andy, you know, yes. hype, hype, hype. Yes. It makes a difference when you have producers that do not ask you to change content. Yes. It makes yes. a really big difference. It's huge. You know what I mean? Where they trust you, take your word on it, yep. and then put the money where 
they've decided to invest. Yes. You know, it's yeah. huge. Yeah. It's all huge. those people you name are all amazing, mm-hmm. inspiring. Cause then Nina Liakino directed Sultans of the Street mm-hmm. for Young People's Theater. So hype to love all that. Of that. Um, yes. Young People's Theater, best, one of the best producers. Yes. Young People's Theater is an amazing company. I, uh, only sort of peripherally, I haven't actually ever been in anything on the stage or like written for them or anything, but yeah. I've been, a part of readings and things there. And I know so many of my very good friends, like Tanisha Tate and David mm-hmm. Brock, and like so many mm-hmm. people who mm-hmm. just love Nothing. working there. Their development, the way they develop plays there yep. is incredible. Um, and any writer listening, Stephen Kalala. Yes. Hype, hype, hype. Um, and Alan McKinnis. Yes. Amazing team. Amazing team. It's a stage an- manager there. Well, really? that's right. them there, yeah. Yeah. They're such good people. Yeah, and they and they take the time to develop it. Like they yeah. take the time. They yeah. will never rush you. You take the time with your drafts. You decide on what you want to do, which is a big rarity. And it was also for me as an ASM, it was exciting to be in a place where everything was done so much done in house. Like everything mm. was so there. Like if you needed anybody, they were there and they were there all the time. And to me, that's just a respect of having, like, we're going to have departments and places that people yes. are here all the time. So yep. we have we have relationships, and mm-hmm. we know what we can expect out of people. And to me, that was great. Mm-hmm. And also, the stage management office is in, like, old stable, is in, like, an old stable place. Like, oh, it's in the no basement. way. Oh, cool. Yeah, like, my, de- maybe it's not like this anymore. I was, it was a long time before when I was a stage manager, but my desk was in, like, a stable like a bricks in the basement. Cool. Next time I'm there, I'll be Go like, down. Show yeah, me yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah. down. Because it. it's, I remember just being like, this is really weird. I don't know what the building used to be, but they were, they told me, they're like, well, look at this room. It's like stable, stable, stable. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's amazing. Good to know. Oh, sorry. That was oh, weird. Yeah. Siri just thought that I was talking to her and I'm not Siri. Just want to be clear about that. No, I Siri, we're not talking to you right we're now. We're not talking to you. We're, we're talking not about. hyping you right now. We have yeah. a guest on the show. So, <laughs> anyway. Vanya agrees that, uh, Vanya. Hi, Vanya Garroy. Uh, agrees that Stephen is one of the best dramaturgs in the country. There you yes. go. Yes, hype. Hype. He's wonderful. Um, okay, and so you've done so many. And then the recently, so in April of 2017, you had Little, Little Pretty and the mm-hmm. Exceptional, which was at Factory, mm-hmm. which was Brendan Healy directed. Brendan. Lovely Brendan Healy. Um, and oh, sorry, I'm just Ben. You just told me that's the old TTC stables. So there you go. Oh, so because you're having a real moment was, there, Dale. Ben and I were having a moment. Yeah, nice. I threw Zania, right thank there. You. Was it the old TTC stables? That's really? what she's telling me, and I'm sure that it was because it was the the energy of horses. Anyway, nice. Yeah, that's why they all work so hard. There. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's <laughs> right. The energy of horses. Thank you, exactly. hype YPT. Indeed, <laughs> so much hype YPT. Um, and uh, and then. So then, the most fascinating thing for me is like you <laughs> I know go from going. that. What? Are you gonna talk? No, no, no. I'll well, no, say talk. what you think. Are you gonna talk about Trident Moon that can't, that doesn't have a producer? Well, I am gonna talk about Trident Moon. I was gonna get there. We can talk about it now because so you wrote a play called Trident Moon that is that was a finalist mm-hmm. for a very a prestigious award in the states, mm-hmm. um, which we're gonna get to all your awards because there are many. But um, is that the Susan Smith Book mm-hmm. Prize, right? And uh, and so there was a little Twitter. It was quite a. There was a lot of conversation mm-hmm. online and um, mm-hmm. on social media about the fact that no one in uh, Canada was going to produce it yet. Yet, yeah. And then a lot of people were like, "What's happening?" Which was great. I love seeing when that happens. I when love somebody that. is like, "So what's the deal?" Hype J. Kelly Nestrick. Yes, J. Kelly Nestrick put out a tweet, and then suddenly it became like Metro Morning called, and a whole bunch of people called. So I. 
I hugged him in person, but hi, hi Nestrek. Thank yeah, you. Nestrek, right thank on, you. Man. Yes. Thank you. For asking the question, because the question has to be asked, because it, you know. And so, do, have you had the satisfying conversations about that now, then? I've had a lot of conversation with, right after that happened and the prize, uh, prize finalist stuff came out. It, it was all happening really, really fast, mm-hmm. like within a couple of days of each other. Yeah. So, we've had about... 15 producers across the world now asked for the thing in Washington, D.C., New York. Yes. Um, a couple of them in Toronto now. Uh, as of even last week, a couple of them. Uh, for a while, it was just one producer, but in the last kind of week, it's been a little bit more. And uh, a lot in New be. York. So, fingers crossed. So, there you go. Fingers crossed. Very we'll exciting. See. Well, see, you should have got your fingers in there early. All these theater companies who won't respond to uh, to her messages. She what only are has thinking? all these other you know shows. Here's the thing. If I could if I could do one thing, like honestly, I think like what I wish I could do with my life cuz I lo- I want to keep making things, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I want to do that. You're going to be a dog groomer. I know it. You can <laughs> if I could groom dogs. Have a stable with horses. <laughs> yeah, I'd love a stable with horses. I love horses. Actually? Yeah, I mean, I've never actually been on a horse, but I love everything else about them, and I think I would like being on a horse, but I do love horses. Since I'm the Renaissance woman today, I took horseback riding lessons. Of course you did. Anyway. What have you not done in your I know. <laughs> to you me, like, it's just like, feeling like that. Did you work at medieval times? Like, no. were you? Because I feel like... I just took... I took equestrian horseback riding. Nice. That's amazing. Well, my mother-in-law was you. a Thank you. my mother-in-law was a like was a horse jumper. <gasps> really? And Matt, who's behind the camera, lovely Matt. You hyped grew, to Matt. Sometimes when Matt will like do something, and you know, people have that expression. What did you grow up in a barn? One time, I tried to use that on him, and he was like. Kind of. I kind of did. <laughs> I sort of was mucking See, out the argument is not <laughs> doesn't go anywhere. That's what happens with Matt. I try to like provoke things and it doesn't happen. Uh, which is probably why we're still in a <laughs> um, But the thing that you would do. I put I took us on that it's okay. I'm sorry. I feel me. like if I could do one thing, the thing that drives me the most crazy mm-hmm. uh, about you know, about the world, but specifically we're talking about the, mm-hmm. the industry of making art and or the, the business of making mm-hmm. art. If I could just take all the people I know who are amazing and all the people who are saying no to them and just, like, have interventions, <laughs> I swear to you, this is what I want to do. I want to have interventions. I never do. But you I thought you were going to be like, I'm going to sell their script. I'm going to, like, no. I would <laughs> set up a meeting, a sit-down, okay? Not to not to be stereotypically Italian, whatever. But what Will I there be meatballs? Yes. And not necessarily. I will make meatballs if that's what people need. But I want to sit you down with these companies or say no to you and be like, what do we have to do to get this to happen? And get it to happen in the way that it should happen. Because what are we actually talking about here? What are you actually doing? Like, I want to meet with all of these people in the television, in Canadian broadcasting and be like, what's actually happening? What is the actual obstacle here? Because... I guarantee you, if you tell me what it is, I can tell you how to fix it. Okay, so... Will you scream, like, tell me the truth? <laughs> yes. So tell pre- me so the truth. So previous guest, yes. Amanda Barker, has made a suggestion that maybe this is a production... You're a consulting business. Yeah, maybe. And maybe you're maybe. a consultant. Where I'm like, look, what do we need to do to make this? How do we broker this? Because this is ridiculous. You, let's all admit, I want to stand in front of them and be like, let's just all admit that you're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> As you pass the meatball? Put that on the table. <laughs> 
And now let's get down to what's actually happening. Because nobody's believing whatever you're saying. And it's rude to not respond to somebody. So let's move on. The thing that you're forgetting, though, is to, <laughs> is to have an intervention. People have to be at their lowest low. Yeah. And they're not and they're there yet. <laughs> so it's not there. <laughs> I don't know. Really? Is going to get lower? You're going to say it. All right. Then you know what? Maybe this is like a long-term plan. But you know what? On, like, I, I actually do feel like it will happen. Yes. It'll just take yeah, the time I know, that it I know. Does. I'm being it just take but... the, No, no, no. I know. I know. I yeah. just think that's like, my, my time, you can't use it. You can't use it. Don't use it. You can't use it. You can't use it. I feel like it just takes the time that it does. Yeah. And what do you do until then other than just create more content that you want to tell stories? That's it. That's exactly 100%. Yeah. And I think, too, there is, I say this, and I do believe it, but I also feel like there is something to, like, you walk through the doors that are open and like, you know, you you knock down, you knock on a door a bunch of times and if the door's not opening, well, you're not going to, you're not going to waste your time just knocking on that door. I'm going to say Hype to the open door. Hype to the open Thank door. You. Yes. Hype to the open door. Yes. Thank you. That's also, I 100% know you're going to, I mean, it's all going to happen. You also do a thing, the part of the, the, I think the wonderful energy you have is a manifestation energy where you just are like, I believe this. I know who I am and I believe that it will happen. And, um, I think there's something about that where that I watch it happen for you. You're like a real, you're so inspiring to me because mm-hmm. I watch you put something out there and then it manifests in, and not always the way that you expect, mm-hmm. but you really make it happen. It's really, inspiring. I think it's, thank you. That means a lot to me. I, 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 I've, I've rooted my entire being in prayer and I've never not, not prayed. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's like the strangest thing for people who don't have that vocabulary Mm -hmm. where I often come into situations where someone's going to be like, so what are you going to do now? And my honest to God response is, I think I'm just going to like pray and see how it like works out. Right. Often people go, anyway, so like, what do you, like, what do you actually do though? (laughs) Like actually though, I'm like, no, like I actually mean that. Like I have to just sit and pray. Yeah. Well, what's very interesting about this. What's the plan? Right. Is, um, is when my husband found out you were going to be on this show, because you recently did a podcast Uh with someone. Oh no. And it was about faith. You did yes, I did. Yeah, That's right. I did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and my husband had listened to it. and He was quite inspired by your oh, episode, you. episode of it. And it's kind of and it, it's interesting that you bring that up now too because it's not something that is spoken about openly generally. Yeah. Like we, mm-hmm. you're right when you say there's no vocabulary for yeah. prayer. Um, for, certainly for me, there isn't. It's not something yeah. that I talk about ever really. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, it's kind of refreshing for me to hear it. Thanks. Yeah, it's really. It's. I can't imagine exciting. a life. I can't imagine where I a, a morning where I haven't sat and prayed. And we in my religion, we open up our third eye and we visualize what we want every single day. And then we go to the temple once a month, my partner and I, and offer fruits and flowers and prayer because you can ask, but if you do not give back, there's no continuity right. of mm-hmm. you know yeah. what I mean. Like, so it's a big part of our relationship. That's prayer great. And faith and manifestation. Yeah, I feel like I have such a complicated relationship to religion mm-hmm. because I grew up Catholic and I and I it was not a positive experience for the yeah. most part for me. Uh, and I feel like that particular the organization of like the the system of Catholicism yeah. I find very problematic. But what's interesting for me is like the idea of faith. Like I feel like part of what I'm what I'm experiencing lately is kind of trying to understand my own connection to faith that's outside of that because. Mm-hmm. 
if it's connected to that religion, um, I can't. I feel too. Um, there's too much trauma there for me, yeah. and I don't. I can't. So I can't access it, yeah. and so it actually doesn't help me because yeah. what I'm visualizing isn't that. So hearing other people talk about their relationship to their faith yeah. in that way is really fascinating to me because I think I I have not quite found. And in you, you mean? Yeah, for my own. But you manifest. You, 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 you. You're a manifester as well. Yeah, I, I guess I do, but I don't. I, th- I don't have um, a touchstone for it right now. And I, and I feel like there's a, there's something about there's something quite beautiful mm-hmm. uh, about your connection to mm-hmm. your, that touchstone of it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that has to do with practice. I think mm-hmm. you know your your commitment to mm-hmm. that practice for mm-hmm. sure. Um, Anyway, I think it's like it's a journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even with even with faith as somebody who practices, if you do not commit to the commitment, mm-hmm. nothing is actually going to happen. Right. Yeah. And you're just like sitting there not actually doing what you commit to doing. That's right. with everything. It's with writing, I'm sure you know, <clears throat> or producing or anything. You yeah. actually have to sit down and do the work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The yeah. It's not going to do it. <laughs> no. It's, no, it's, sadly. No. You can't just be like, well, I, I picture it and it's fantastic. And then it's <laughs> A like, full draft. That's right. 53 no. pages. And no rewrites. <laughs> just it's perfect right from the beginning. Much that's like, my delusional dream. <laughs> Every time I read that a first draft, I'm like in a revision right now in a screenplay. And I'm always like, well, why is not it's Why just going to be perfect. I'm going to do this draft. It's going to crack open and it's going to be dumb perfect. And, and then I get to the first <laughs> obstacle and I'm like, oh, oh God, <laughs> what's going to happen now? And like, I have such a like fraught relationship with it. But that I've also learned to accept that. I've also mm-hmm. learned to accept that my relationship to writing is that sometimes it's a real struggle mm-hmm. and sometimes it's very fraught mm-hmm. and it's not working. And I just have other, yeah, I have to rely on other tools to yeah. move forward because it's not always going to be... Nope. It's not always going to flow like coconut water sometimes. <laughs> it's going to be like the pulp gets stuck in the straw. Guys, I'm going to take nice. this metaphor so far. Chew it up, dog. Chew it up. So you wrote an amazing piece for Intermission Magazine that um, that was really <clears throat> quite inspiring and very like awesome about your struggles with um, mental health mm-hmm. issues. And, like, and it had a lot of real great clarity and I was just really moved by it thank you yeah so um if you haven't read that article I encourage you to go check it out on intermission magazine um because yeah I I feel like there are a lot of things that you talk about with so much um what seems like so much ease I'm sure on the inside you're having your own process about it (laughs) that I'm you know like anything but it it, do you have an ease and and a frankness around it um that is really, uh, which I think is really important. I think the faith element for sure, and then this this mental health um, article. I just feel like I don't want to pretend to be a version that I'm not. You right. know what I mean? Like yeah. if I choose to keep something private, then that's a decision I've made. But if I'm choosing to share a part of my journey, a part of my grief, a part of what makes me complicated as a, a three-dimensional functioning human being, then I just have to be completely transparent because I can't tell you a version and then tell you another version. Mm-hmm. Then it's not, so, you know what I mean? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. One of the greatest joys that I learned long, long time ago from my beloved Iris Turcotte, who's now passed on, mm-hmm. Iris, is yeah. she really instilled in me to just look at the ugly in the most authentic way. Yeah. Mm. She would be like, you, you, 
you honestly cannot believe you're the only one that, that is going through this. You honestly right. cannot believe that. Yeah. So if there's a version in you that you feel is like the ugliest version, the most scared version, the you know terrified version, whatever, whatever it is, there's five million other people going through the exact same thing. So if you just literally own the ugly... You don't have to worry about putting it on for anyone. Right. It's like right there. Yeah. But, but that's also can be the basis of art, right? Is is like an and creation finding like people say that it's like creating lies or creating stories or creating it's mm-hmm. not. It's finding the truth, the ugly, the the truth of what you really, really think about mm-hmm. that thing, mm-hmm. regardless of what it is. Mm-hmm as what it might be, mm-hmm. you know, and coming to terms with that and being able to bring that into your work. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. me, that's exciting things to explore. And I have found that, like, for, for my work, people respond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's, you're not the only one. Yeah. It's just the truth. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. yeah. And when you tell the truth, man, I just, I, I've, I'm, I, I cannot remember lies. Like when I've lied, yeah, I can't oh God, no. Then you're. Did then I, lie? I know. Then it's yeah. a problem. What is, like, just say it, man. Just like say, just it. say it. Yes. Because otherwise, it's just so much anxiety to remember like which lie. It's a lot of work, and even like crafting the lie, and like and we're professional like, liars. I know. It's I like know. I'd rather so put that in. The, more, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's the true. drama on the page, man. Yes. Nice yeah. hashtag. Um, is it true? So I heard a story. That so you played Nurse Patel on Remedy mm-hmm. on the television show Remedy. Is it true that you they offered you the role or they wanted you to be on the show and then you asked you said I'll, I'll be on the show but I also want to be in the writing room? No, that's not that's true. not true. That's not true. Okay, I heard that story. There's a story <laughs> going around about you. I like the, no way. Yeah, I heard that from somebody. Speaking and I was of like, lies. Yeah, lies. yeah. No, I got a job in the writing room. Hype Greg Spottiswood and the Remedy Yay. team in Grove. Uh, Bernie, um, who offered me a job in the room as a story editor. Great. So I, I had a great time there. Yeah. And as the weeks went by, um, uh, they just they just thought I was really funny and and well, asked me wrong. to audition. <laughs> asked me to audition for one of the parts, which I didn't get. And then Sandra Fiakoska, who's an amazing television writer and a beloved friend, hype Sandra, hype Sandra. Um, oh wrote an audition scene basically like with every punchline that I that, like it, you would read it and you go this is a new tree like yes. she wrote it crafted it and I remember Greg Spartans would go saying yeah it sounds very similar to somebody we already <laughs> know you know um, and then I booked the job as a series regular, it. but it was the other way around. So that's so funny. Spreading it. I don't know, but it I sound like a you. tough negotiator. I know, I loved it. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I believed it. And we've been talking about negotiating and asking for what you want. So yes, it, yeah, that's. I funny. did, but that I, did in you? Stratford. Yes, I was going to say the Stratford one. I heard true. right from you, you it's, in an interview, where you you said, if I'm going to play a maid, I'm also going to play a queen. Yes. Oh my god. That's one of my favorite that is one of my favorite stories and moments. I didn't know that yeah, story. Yeah. Yeah. Well as a brown person you can't you know No of course, but how fucking gorgeous is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Like of course. Yeah. Oh my god. Well and you're so a writer, great. so also that line is so delicious. <laughs> oh, that's okay. a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. That's great. It's a delicious line. <laughs> yeah, and you killed it at Stratford. Tartuffe was like the, the show so- of the summer. I had such a good season, yeah. the last two seasons, and they're really good people. So it was yeah. actually really fun working at the festival. They know how to take care of you. And Chris Abraham is the best director. Yeah, hype to Chris Abraham. The world. Yeah. Oh my God, I love him. Yay. I'll work with him any day. Yeah, he's pretty amazing. Have you ever worked with him? Uh, I have not. I've um, yeah. I've chatted with him a bunch, and like, but I've never actually worked with him. Yeah, yeah. he's amazing. Yeah, well, he yeah, he's the proof is Real in the deal. pudding. Yeah. Real deal, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, and I know his uh, his wife. I love Lisa. 
Lisa Repo Martel. Uh, so much hype for Lisa <laughs> Repo Martel. God, that she's incredible. I also love dancing with Lisa Repo Martel. Have you ever danced with Lisa Repo Martel? No. Why One of the not, best dancers in the world. Well, we should go dancing. We should go dancing. She's an amazing and dancer. <laughs> so much hype. Uh, yeah. Um, is it time for a lightning round? I, I think, think it, it is. is. Yeah, we're, it's clipping around. Oh my god, yeah. It's, we're, we're, it's time for a lightning round. Right. Okay, so we're going to do a lightning round right now of uh, awards that you've won or been nominated for. And these are awards you've specifically been nominated for, not your shows. Because if you if you look it up, your shows have like <laughs> multiple. I think Brothel Number no. 9 has like six doordoms. There was a lot. So these are this is just a sampling of awards that industry has been nominated for a one. Here we go. Okay. Uh, Dora Mavermore. Can we just say Dora? Dora yeah. Award Outstanding New Play for Piazza. Piazza. Yeah. Dora Award and Outstanding Performance by a Female. Piazza. RBC Emerging Artist Award Theater 2009. Dora Award Outstanding New Play for Brothel Number no. 9. Cam Hunter Artist Award Theater. Carol Boltz Award for Playwriting. Brothel Number no. 9. Governor General's <laughs> Award Theater. Brothel Number no. 9. Yeah, that was a nom, I think. Yeah. Nomination. Seminovich Protege Prize for Theater for Brothel Number no. 9. Uh, selected by the winner, Joan McLeod. Yeah. Uh, Dora Award Outstanding New Play uh, for Sultans of the Street. Dora Award Outstanding Ensemble, Sultans of the Street. Dora Award Outstanding Production, Sultans of the Street. Dora Award Outstanding Direction for Sultans of the Street. And finalists for the Susan Smith Book Prize for Play Trident Moon. And a bunch of other ones. And a bunch of Like, others. that's just a sampling. That's basically what was on Wikipedia, and I was like, this isn't all of them, but I'm just doing it. That's, that's crazy. You're like, I just if there's a play that you have written, it's just going to be a list of <laughs> nominations. That's crazy. you're amazing. I'll take it. That's the only wonderful. thing, Susan Smith Blackburn Prize. Oh. Not book prize, but I'll take it. Oh. Sorry, Susan Smith. Sorry. Blackburn. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Still. You're nominated for both. I made up the other one, and yes, I I'll nominate you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. So, um, um yeah. what's, uh... What, want to do a new favorite thing? I, I can't believe we're already thing. near the end here. I know, I know. I feel like we were all over the place. We went many different We did. It was good. Uh, so, new favorite thing, I'm going to say, this is in line with sort of what we've been talking about a bit. So, um, I go to this energy healer who's amazing, who I love, Jen Polo. She's incredible. And uh, she gave me this homework for the past couple of weeks that has been really hard for me to implement, but very good. And so, my <laughs> new favorite thing is looking at the things I perceive as mistakes as gifts. So it's been a practice of like, when I, because I go through my day all day long going, ugh, why didn't I do that? Ugh, I shouldn't have done that. Oof. Like, I'm very, uh-huh. it's constant mistakes. And then I'll go, I'll see somebody, I'll see somebody else doing well, and I'll be like, ugh, 10 years ago, I should have done that thing. Like, I really, uh-huh. like, have built, a, a like, a, uh-huh. a foundation of mistakes, right. which is not good. So, um, so you're unlearning the learning. I am. Wonderful. Yeah, and I, it's like looking at them as gifts and then, like, ch- uh, checking in with my longing and my desire and going, well, what do we want to do with this gift? This like this thing that is different than what we thought were yes. wanted. What do we want to do with it? And so it's a very interesting practice. It's very very discombobulating, yeah. but also like really fantastic. How's it going? It's it's very emotional. Like so, what it's doing is it's like dislodging everything. It makes sense. Like when mm-hmm. you're learning how to do something in a new way, you're gonna fall a lot and kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like I feel like everything is sort of like realigning and dislodging, and so I'm very like emotional and like in a very vulnerable Mm -hmm. place where like I um yeah kind of stops me in my tracks but 
then there's like a whole new process that feels like I'm just learning how to walk again of like, of actually thinking and feeling about what's happening. So it's cool. That's amazing. Cool. Yeah. After this, you got to give me your name. I will. I will definitely. Wow. Yeah. She's I awesome. That energy. Yeah. Yeah. She's amazing. <coughs> but I hope, awesome. I think we're going to try and have her on the show. So yes. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'll go next. Great. So mine is not deep. And it's not, I'm, I'm not doing anything to my inner self. Um, I, ever since I was a little girl, I have always worn a chain around my neck. Uh, and I have a pendant that I've worn, oh my gosh, my whole life. And a couple years ago, it was broken. It broke. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, I, I didn't get it fixed. I didn't get it fixed. I had a birthday and I asked my parents for a new chain. My parents bought me a new chain. And when they asked me for the length of this chain, I went, I got my other chain and I measured it. Okay. And I looked at my jewelry box and it was filled with old chains. Mm. Old gold chains. Broken chains where the links were, you know, worn out. And mm-hmm. you look at this gold and I'm like, you don't really like, I don't know, you can take it and sell it, I guess. But it mm-hmm. just had been sitting there and I had this whole chunk of stuff. And I recently had a birthday and I thought, I'm going to go get this ring that I've always had that I've wanted to get redone. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get it resized. And I brought in this little bag of gold. And I was like is there anything I can do with this? Like, it feels like everybody says you can melt gold and do something with it. But then the truth is you're like, no, you can't. You just sell it and buy something else. Like whatever. (laughs) Found this jeweler and he was like, no, let's do something with it. I was like, nice. Amazing. Yeah. He was like, okay. And he was like, what do you want to do? I was like, oh, maybe I'll get a bracelet. And he's like, okay, we could do this. We could do that. We could do this. And he was, and I was like, what about a bangle? Do you think I have enough, enough gold for a bangle? And he goes, oh yeah, you have enough gold for a bangle. And I have enough gold for a bangle. She is wearing the bangle. You know, I noticed as soon as I walked in. Yes, it's like. As soon as I walked in. Can I just please? Yeah. Look at the weight of this bangle. It's a beautiful bangle. How much gold did you have? A lot. I have a bunch of gold. Can I bring it to this guy? Yeah, man. Because you know what happens? Like, so as an Italian, you get a lot of gold for like baptisms, communions, whatever. (laughs) And I I lose earrings a lot, so I have like one One, earring, but it's gold. Or I have one. Like I have so many things that I would love to melt. That's awesome. Yeah, That's awesome. I brought all. I brought broken earrings. I brought these chains. I brought all this stuff. And I also had a ring that I had found, like when I was a teenager. It was like a big men's ring. And so I had that. And I was like, well, <laughs> "How did you find just a big men's ring?" Yeah, I found a. I found a ring. I found yeah, a ring. Well, you ring. will. You'll yeah, find a lot I did. of men's and, rings. And you know, I, I, I just like, what are you gonna do with it? Like, what are you gonna do with this yeah, stuff? So I am. So I'm really happy. And it's this a is, stunning bangle. This is my new Beautiful. favorite thing, Beautiful. and I'm into it. Yay. And it's simple. Like, you know, I like to wear simple. It's good. beautiful. And classy. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's awesome. Mm, love it. Um, my new favorite thing is French jazz from the 1930s. Oh. Yes. yes. Do not understand the language. Oh, I, I don't even it. know what they're saying. Love oh my it. Gosh. But it's on repeat mm-hmm. all day long. Yeah. But I don't know what they're saying. So it's wow. changed my life. And it's, that's great. That's a great era. And that is for, great. Yeah. I'm I'm obsessed, and my like wonderful fiance Ryan, hi, yes. hi, hi Brian, hi Yay. Brian, and I just listen to this obsessively all day long, and nobody knows what's what they're saying, but I just like it, and I we dance it. to it during our little Aww. dance breaks in that's... our cooking spree. But yeah, oh my gosh, that's, that's, that's so great! Yay, that's, that's so great! Good. I love, I do love a jazz, a French Wonderful. jazz. Um, well, We're done. This has been an amazing time. There's a Thank bunch you. of people who've been watching, and you can go back and look at um, 
yes. comments and see what people have been saying. Thank you. Oh this is giving amazing. you love. Hype to you and hype oh, to you. Thank, thank you. you. Women creating wonderful work. Yay. I know. Well, leading the charge. It's our true pleasure to have you on here. Yeah, true truly. pleasure. And uh, you can follow uh, Anushree on Twitter at uh, I underscore write underscore plays. Because she does. That's true. <laughs> she writes them and then they win awards. <laughs> and uh, if you haven't produced one yet, you should. Um, <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll say that. I will say thank you for being thank here. You. Thank and you. Thanks to the entire team. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Thank you. Thank you to Sonia and thank to Matt, Matt in the studio. Thank you to all of you. And we will see you again on Hype Night soon. Thanks for listening to the Hype Night Podcast. And as always, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Woodman Wine and Spirits. And if you want to catch more of Hype Night, you can watch us on highball.tv. Every episode is in one place. See you there.